What's up, friends? You guys ready to hear what happens when you become an empowered eater? I have a killer interview for you guys today. It is one of my longtime friends, Abby. She is 37 years old. She is a woman who loves books and ice cream, so I know y'all are going to totally relate to her, but she was actually one of the first students to go through the Food Foundation's e-course, and today she's sharing her journey and what it did for her, and y'all, we laughed, we cried. I mean, this interview has it all in it, and I'm really excited for you guys to get a glimpse of her journey and her story, and I just know it's going to inspire you. After listening to this story, you guys are going to want to know more, so first step is head on over to my website and I want you guys to download my free guide to empowered eating. It's three simple steps, but it's going to kickstart you on this journey that Abby has been on for the last year. And you'll see it's brought her to just such an incredible place. So um, head on over, get that one for free. And if you guys want to dive in deeper, the Food Foundations e-course is everything you need to become an empowered eater. We go through values, we go through body bully takedown, we talk about interoceptive awareness, and then we pull on the nutrition knowledge because y'all know I'm a nerd and I can't help myself. I gotta pull that nutrition science in there. And because it's spring break and I know there's lots of like beach body ready stuff out there telling you guys your bodies aren't good enough, I wanna put this on sale for you guys. So for one week, it is going to be $50 off. Just enter spring break at checkout and y'all can get that $50 off that one-time investment. All right, get a tissue box ready because you might choke up during this interview. (laughs) And let's dive into Abby's amazing, awesome story. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz, and if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital R-D, get it, for registered dietitian. I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with a side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. You know you hold an inner awesome, and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, here we go. Food freedom means food is just food, and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food in your body. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect when we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Our family feels it, our work feels it girls the world needs it i'm stoked to be in your corner be sure to connect with me on instagram at JessBrownRD or check out all my resources JessBrownRD.com. all right superwoman are you ready to channel that inner awesome we're gonna take it up to the next level let's dive in to today's show abby thank you so much for being here today i'm so excited to have you on the show Thanks. I'm really excited to be here too. I've never been on a podcast before. It's very exciting. Oh, this is the first time. It is. Are you nervous? I am. It's it's weird. (laughs) It is a little awkward. Well, I am glad you're here. I wish we were in person because you live in Colorado and I'm so jealous of that. I know. A lot of people are. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good life up there, isn't it? It is. It really is. I really like Colorado. Did you guys get snow? We did. Um, We have had a lot of snow recently, which is good because we really, really needed it. And I love snow. I don't like the winter hours, like when it gets dark at like 530. I hate that, but I love snow. 
It's the best. Now, before we dive into your food story, tell us just a little bit about yourself. I do medical billing for a living, which is not always the most exciting thing to hear someone talk about, but I actually really enjoy it and it challenges my brain. And I'm married. I have one kiddo. He is three. Uh, so sometimes he's very loving and sweet. And then he turns on a dime and he'll smack you with a dragon. <laughs> Yeah, you never know what you're going to get at that age. You, you just don't. And <laughs> it's very inconsistent. A little scary sometimes. Yeah. But, you know. What's his thing right now? Right now it's dinosaurs and dragons. And I'm, I think that he thinks that they're almost like cousins. We haven't gotten into like the fact that dinosaurs were real and dragons are imagination. But they do look similar. <laughs> I can see how he'd be confused. Yeah. So I think it's like he thinks they're all really the same thing. So everything is either dinosaurs or dragons. I love it. So you obviously have a very busy life. You've got lots going on with full-time job, three-year-old. And then, you know, if you want anything outside of that, right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And my family all lives very close. And the wonderful thing about it is that we see each other and we rely on each other. But the other part about that is that then you're also very busy because you're involved in their life just as much. But it works. We're all big community and we work together. So I love that. That's very cool. Well, (laughs) listen, I want to hear about your journey with food. And I know you took the food foundations course when I first started, you were actually one of the first people because you helped me with the editing process, which kind of a funny story behind that. You want to tell people what you found in the editing process? (laughs) Right. So (laughs) At the beginning, there's this this one part where Jess is talking and then you hear like her husband, Patrick, moving around in the background. And then she's like, hey, I'm I'm recording. I can hear you. Can you? And it was like that sweet wife, really mad voice. <laughs> and he's doing the dishes. Yeah, he's doing the dishes and you could totally hear it in the recording. And she was trying to sweetly tell him to go away. Um, but it was that you knew I was doing this please stop doing the dishes. Oh my gosh. I was, I was so grateful you found that because like, you know, you know, we have a history and we've known each other for a while. So I was like, okay, Abby can like see past that, but I'm just imagining like people, you know, in Australia watching this going like, Oh my gosh, Jess is yelling at her husband. (laughs) No, you were very sweet about it, but you still had that. Like, I mean, business. That's exactly right. That spouse, (laughs) like, Hey, come on. What are you doing to me? <laughs> oh man. Well, you were a part of it from the very, very beginning. And when you did take it, Abby, where were you at at that point with your relationship with food and your body? You know, I will say I thought that I was further along in the journey than I actually was. <laughs> I thought that I was really embracing food freedom. And I thought that I was really having liberty in my thoughts about, you know, diet culture and all these things. And then I started taking the course and it was eye-opening and it was like, oh, and working through the body image scale and talking about that. And I remember at one point later, kind of later, you talk about exercise. And I remember like being like, well, at what point can I like how much exercise is enough for me Mm -hmm. to be able to have that post-workout fuel? And you're like, it's what you think is exercise. And I was like, I do not like that answer (laughs) because I want someone to tell me it's 20 minutes of this much perceived effort and you have to be this, this. And I didn't like that, but it really made me think about 
oh my gosh, I am still justifying my food. I'm Mm -hmm. justifying being able to have this protein rich snack, right? Or whatever. And it was like, oh, I'm, I really do still have quite a bit of work to do here. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So you thought you were farther along. And then some of these questions that basically reflected like, yeah, let's see what your body says about that. Right. Prompted you to go, oh, wait, I don't know how, I don't know if I actually trust my body. That's exactly right. And it was that I didn't trust my body. And I, I didn't have that biofeedback piece in place. And I didn't understand about, I mean, like seriously, the body image scale, like that really blows my mind because now that I know it and I recognize myself being on that scale Mm. because I have moments where I pick up my jeans and I go, is my butt really this big? (laughs) And then I have moments where I'm just like, Hey, I look good. I put the jeans on and then how they look. And I'm like, eh, I like this. That's okay. You know, or whatever. And I can feel myself moving on that, that scale. And I recognize it and it helps me be able to be a little bit more um, body neutral mm-hmm. and, or positive about myself. That's awesome. I think one of the things that's so cool in hearing you like be able to identify where you're at is I would imagine then it helps you separate that from like your food intake. Cause when, if you're able to say like, Hey, I notice I'm, I'm changing the way I view my body and I, you know, I still fit into the same pair of jeans or you, you can think more objectively about it. And then you can go back to your food objectively instead of emotionally. Yes, that is exactly right. It makes a huge difference in, in how the food aspect of it uh, like works. I'm not, I definitely have a lot more food freedom and I really have been able to embrace the idea of there really is no bad food. <laughs> That's so cool. And That's amazing. Being able to pick what I want. And yeah, we went out to dinner twice last weekend. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Right. We did. <laughs> right. And I enjoyed it and it was great. I also didn't leave overly stuffed because at some point I was satisfied and I listened to my, I was able to tell myself, I am satisfied and that was great. And okay. And I moved on. And I think a lot of that really has to do with um, this deeper dive that you do in this course and learning those things and being aware of them. That's so cool. That like gives me so much joy. Cause I just remember when like I used to go out to eat and felt tethered to like rules and then like I'd break them just a little bit. Cause you know, I'd want whatever it is. And then right. you feel so guilty and it just, it almost ruins the whole experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and now I just feel really great going and just being like, okay, I, I order what I want and I enjoy what I want of it. And I don't feel pressured to eat the whole thing because I know that if I want to go out again, I can, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, you know? And so it's not like my, you know, you'd have a cheat day or somebody would talk about a cheat day and then it's like, oh, this is my cheat day or my cheat meal. And I'm going to stuff everything that I want really into this. (laughs) And you're, you're not doing yourself any favors. And by just allowing yourself to eat what you want and saying there's no rules here, it, it, it really makes you aware and, and you have better choices overall, which is what happens. You just start naturally picking your, you just start naturally picking things that make you feel good. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? 
really is. <laughs> You're like, as soon as you give yourself permission to eat the dessert, you order a salad. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Or you say, which is what happens to me is I'm always like, well, I mean, they sound good, but then when you get the dessert, it's either too much or it's just not as good as it sounded. So yeah. I just don't order the desserts because it's just not, I'm always like, I'm just going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather just go home and have ice cream or yeah. whatever. Right. And, and so, and that's exactly right. You haven't built it up as your, your meal, you're going out. So you have to get every last piece of joy out of it, but because that's not really where your joy is coming from. Now right. you're just going out and you have your burger, or you have a salad or you have whatever looks good for you. That's so cool. That's so cool to hear, Abby. So it sounds like you really came to this place of truly like legalizing all food and really coming to a food freedom place, which I love to hear. Um, I am curious. So before you got there and as you started the course and realized, Ooh, I'm not as far along as I thought, what were some of the struggles that popped up for you that you didn't even realize you were still struggling with? Like I said, some of it was that I thought that I had real food freedom, but I did still have a lot of rules. I, I did still have kind of that, okay, well, I'm going out to dinner tonight. And so during the day, I have to make sure that I do this, this, and this so that I can really enjoy my dinner. Or like I said, with the exercise piece also, um, I didn't realize how much justification I was putting into my workout and what food surrounded that too. I didn't, I did not realize that now I just enjoy the movement for the movement, or I just enjoy the fact that I'm moving my body because I am. Mm -hmm. So I get on my treadmill and I do a little walking workout series and it's most of them are like a mile or maybe a mile and a half. And you, you know, you do different paces, you walk along the beach or whatever. But at one point I would probably be kind of sad because I'm like, it was only a mile. I only went a mile, <laughs> but now I'm like, eh, you know what? I got on there. I moved. My body's happy. I know my back's not going to hurt tomorrow because I moved and, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask another question on that note, because the not enoughness and the, like, I'm not doing enough with my food or I have to budget my food. A lot of those rules are like, go back to this idea of being unsatisfied with your body and not feeling good in your body. So I'm curious what if at all change with how you experience being in your body since playing with more of the food freedom side of things, as opposed to all these rules. I would say that I've just kind of, I, I don't love my body and where it's at, but I'm just accepting where it's at. And I think those things went hand in hand, like just accepting this is where I'm at. And this is kind of like my stage in life and that's okay. Um, and it's not the best I've ever looked and, but like, I may get back there. I may not, mm -hmm. this is where I am now. And what and does that like, do for you? It's really freeing as far as, like I said, the, the food side, I still have a hard time looking at my closet and saying, these things don't fit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to get rid of it. <laughs> but otherwise it's still just kind of, it's okay. You know, it, I guess that's, it's just accepting that's where I am. And, and it is very freeing and it is like, okay, this is where I'm at. So now I am going to, I'm going to buy the clothes that do fit me and I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel good. And I got my hair dyed or I got my hair highlighted and I didn't realize how emotional that would be. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> 
and I got home, everybody's like, oh, I really like it. I really like it. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And then I realized what it was. It was like, I stopped doing fun things with my hair because I didn't feel like I was attractive or like it didn't feel good because I didn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be. So it was like, oh, why try or why do this? Why should I highlight my hair or why should I do this? Because I'm not at the perfect body size that I want to be at. I didn't realize those two things were connected. Wow. (laughs) until it happened. And then I had to like talk it through with my husband. I was like, I don't understand why I feel very bad about this. It's not like it looks good. I really liked it. But also it was like, huh, I didn't realize how much of a box I'd put myself in Mm. until then I did, I did it. And I went through and I was like, man, I, I'm still discovering that you still have like it's okay to do those things that you think, you know, you're waiting on, you're waiting for your perfect body, you're waiting for your whatever. And it's just, you have to stop waiting because this is the body you're living in right now. So just do the things you want to do. That's incredible, Abby. Yeah. It was really interesting and a little, and like I said, very emotional. I was like, wow, I didn't realize I'd done that to myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I'm just, you know, kind of, I want to go down this a little farther because like I hear it at the beginning, it's like, I don't love where I'm at right now, but I'm accepting of it. And that's kind of moving along the body image spectrum that we talk about in the course. But what's cool about like you coming to this place of acceptance is it sounds like you started allowing yourself to do these things that you didn't even know you weren't allowing yourself to do. And I'm curious, like what kind of momentum that has, because when you're doing those things, I would imagine it's like, okay, now I'm taking care of myself. I'm, I'm starting to live in the moment. Like, where does that take you? Right. That's exactly what I thought after having the discussion with my husband and realizing where I was. And I thought, man, this is kind of, it's uplifting and it, it makes me want to, what else are the things that are holding me back? Like, what other things am I waiting for? And why am I doing that? And now I want to do more. And then it's just the momentum does build and you're like, oh, great. And then all of a sudden you're, you're just, you're making even small changes that before felt like kind of torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Do you have any examples? <laughs> Why? Yes. Putting vegetables in my breakfast. <laughs> <Eat that>. Now, <laughs> for whatever reason, it was like this freeing thing. And then it was like, okay. And oh, I like this. So I'm just going to do this. Or you, you know, like (laughs) I've also realized that vegetables doesn't mean I have to have a variety of vegetables each time I eat the vegetables. Like I can just eat spinach in the morning because it's the only morning vegetable I like. Mm -hmm. And I used to try and put like bell peppers in my eggs and things like that. I just don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) You've, it sounds like you've accepted some of your food preferences too. That's exactly right. Which is really cool because I mean, some of those rules are made up too, right? Like there's no rules that say like, you can't have spinach for breakfast two days in a row. You know, it's like, (laughs) really, there there aren't rules that say that, but in my head, it was like, that's not eating the rainbow, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it does build momentum and you start to make choices. And then as you are making choices to help yourself feel good and, you know, like I 
want a tattoo on my forearm and I'd kind of been waiting like I want to wait until I lose 20 pounds and maybe use it as a reward or whatever and it's like well nope now I've just decided I'm just gonna find a a tattoo artist and do it because that's what I want right what is it what do you want on your forearm so I'm kind of stuck in a weird flower phase right now where I just really like having flowers I got some flowers tattooed on my side and now I'm like, oh, I really want like my birth flower, my birthday month flower or, you know. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, I mean, all these things that you're adding now, I mean, the hair, the hair and the highlight, that story, that sounds like it was incredibly transformational in your journey. Was that like the transformational moment you had or was there something else? I would say that was, um, that was really transformational and it was like, okay, you're, it didn't, like I said, it was that moment of, I didn't realize how much I was holding myself back Yeah. and going through all of these things and, and it's ongoing discovery and ongoing process. I love hearing you say that because I do think that's probably one of the things I say to people that they don't like is, you know, I'll say, well, it's a journey and this is what we've learned at this part of the journey. And people are like, but no, I want to know like how many grams of carbs do I need? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Tell me. And while I can tell them pieces of that, because there is a nutrition piece, like it really is a journey that we're always learning. And it sounds like you're continuing to grow in that every day. Mm -hmm. I am. And while I can't say I've 100% given up the scale because I haven't, I still jump on it. I don't, not nearly as much as I maybe we're talking maybe every other week more mm-hmm. and then which was really surprising you know when you trust your body and you start listening to your body it's kind of amazing how much one the scale has less power but it's kind of surprising like I we went through a period of grief where my mother-in-law passed and she was mm-hmm. sick and she stayed with us and we didn't have the bandwidth to like make dinner. So we basically did the tour of fast foods like every night for two weeks. And I was like, at the end of it, I was like, I do not want to see another French fry. I don't (laughs) want to think about another French fry. And I hate hamburgers now. Mm -hmm. And I just want like some hearty vegetable soup, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's what I want. And um, then like, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to jump on the scale and see kind of what happened. And I was kind of surprised that nothing happened. There was no change. Like, and I think it was that I was eating when I was hungry and then the rest and it was available and it was just going. And I just, I didn't have even the bandwidth to think about that, but I just went on and now I'm just kind of like amazed at how my body adjusted to that period. And, you know, I've, I've come out of that and we did, we did start a little family tradition where after swimming, my son goes to swimming on Tuesdays. And since he's an only child, we go as a family pod. (laughs) (laughs) It's an event (laughs) and (laughs) we go to swimming lessons and we cheer him on. And then on the way home, we stop at our favorite you know, fast food place. And then we go home and that's our fast food night. And we like kept that, um, because it it was something we all enjoy. And I just, I feel good about that now. And I'm like, that's okay. That's so cool. There's so much good stuff in what you said. I mean, first of all, I'm sorry about your mother-in-law. I know that was really hard on you guys. Um, but I think you bring up a really good point that like life happens and these seasons of our life come usually when we're don't want them right like when we least expect it and 
a lot of times what I notice in folks that I work with, it's like they go through those seasons and they do exactly what you did where it's like, we have to eat what's available. Like we just don't have the time or the energy, like the emotional energy to put into food. Like we might at another season in our life. And one of two things happens, either they don't have the intuitive eating skills. And so they do tend to overeat and results in like things feeling more uncomfortable at the end of that season, or they like kind of just go through it. And then they're so mad at themselves for how, you know, they treated their body and they failed and it like pulls the shame on top of the grief or the stress or whatever else they were going through. And then they're dealing with two things. And what I hear about you, Abby, is like, you went through this and you had the skills on board where you're able to eat intuitively. So nothing crazy happened with your body. You got through that season, found out at the end of it. Wow. My body actually took care of me during that season. Nothing crazy happened. And, and now like moving forward, you're able to pull a piece of it that is now a family tradition. And now you want some vegetables too, because you knew it wasn't like a great place to stay. (laughs) That's exactly right. And that's kind of, that's exactly how it felt. And I, was really amazed and, and kind of proud of myself actually at the end of it was like, oh, wow, I, I really did internalize this and it made a big difference. And at the end, I didn't feel that shame of, oh my gosh, you know, I, <laughs> or even I totally failed my kiddo. I, you know, anything like that. It was just like, that's where we were and we went through it. And now I'm just here and I have the ability to make more nutritious meals or add those vegetables or, you know, and, and it's, it's great. It's, it's actually a good feeling That's awesome to see on the other side. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. What are some of the other changes you've noticed that you now do out of habit that may have felt like you said torture before? <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah, adding vegetables to breakfast also just a little, I mean, it's just little things, even just um, noticing that I feel a little tired in the afternoon or whatever. And I realizing that I didn't drink enough water Mm. in my day and recognizing the biofeedback that comes with that and coming, you know, I think listening to my body has been so huge. That's so cool. I mean, it's something that I think is like basic, right? I mean, when we're little, we listen to our bodies. We let mom know when we're hungry because we cry. We have that built into us, but over time there's rules and diet culture and experiences and shame and all these things that like disconnect us from our body. And so reconnecting it, it can be hard. It can be, you know, tricky and challenging. And it sounds like it's a journey though, that served you really well. It really has. And it's that listening and, and even going to family dinners on, on Sundays, you know, when my mom makes all of her, her good foods and and just feeling okay with eating what I want and saying no, thank you to the rest or not feeling the pressure or not being mad at her for showing because my mom's a food is love Mm -hmm. and I used to get mad and be like you know I'm trying to lose weight or you know I'm trying to do this and you're still pushing food and now I just accept that is her and she loves me and this is how she shows that she loves me and I don't have to take the food and when I don't want it and if I do want it I take it (laughs) and it's great that's awesome. There's so much empowerment in that because I know you're not alone in feeling that family pressure of like, you know, you got to eat more. I made this for you. It's like, what do I do? Right. 
yeah, you keep the power in your hands, which is really cool. Yeah, it is. It's a very good feeling. Um, so I, I, I just, all of these things have really built a lot of resiliency for me, which I really like. And, you know, as I move into a season of time where maybe I'll be, I've, I can feel it. I'm starting to be a little bit more intentional. And then if that falls off, that's okay. Like, I, I just feel really good about it and, and where I am. That's awesome. I love hearing that because my whole goal with that course is to help people one, like find the healthier side of themselves. Right. But I think that first comes with exactly what you're talking about, which is here. I, here's where I'm at. Like, I'm going to do the best I can with where I'm at. And you know, there might be a season where I'm not as intentional because of life. And maybe there is a season now where I am more intentional and really either way, like you've got this level of equanimity that carries you through it all, where you can be present in life instead of wasting time being mad at yourself or hating your body or being upset with it. It's just, it's really cool to hear where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to be here. So one of the things I've added, cause you, as you know, I've updated, I've, I'm almost done, but I've updated the, I'm updating the entire course right now. And one of the things I did add was some more tracking in terms of results. Cause that scale piece is so tricky where it's like, what if I am trying to lose weight, you know, but I'm trying to have food freedom and this balance. So one of the things I added was tracking your weight, how to do it productively, not in a pathological way. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to do it, how to be fair and how to, you know, do it so that you can see it as a data point instead of like the definition of your success or lack thereof. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's probably really helpful. Um, I actually watched it and cause I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and, and re rewatch some of these things. And I was like, oh, this is a little piece I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. And then I was like, oh, this is funny because I feel like I've already kind of started doing that, but not as in like, I haven't written it down, <laughs> but I feel like I can recognize those moments mm-hmm. in my head of tracking that and, and how I feel. And I think putting that down on paper is way more valuable even than being on the scale. Yeah. Because those are your your life, that's your life, like experience. Mm -hmm. And it's more important. You know, your quality of life is more important. Right. Right. We forget that though. We do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. And then you all of a sudden are, you know, not dying your hair because you're like, I'm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for this perfect time, but really it's, it's not that it's, you know, your perfect time will come when you make your appointment, you go (laughs) (laughs) right later is now like the perfect time is now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Your hair does look fabulous by the way. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Abby. Well, so I have one last question for you. What would you say to someone who hasn't taken the course and they're kind of thinking, uh, maybe, maybe not. What's your advice to them? I think that they should, I think it's a tool that they need to have in their life, even if it takes you. So I will say I, I watched the whole thing the first time. And then I thought about all the stuff and some of it, I really put into place and I really dug through, but then it was amazing to me how even months later, there were still things that I was learning and accepting and, and revisiting to continue on. And I probably I don't know, four months ago, went back and listened to it 
I would say I probably will go back and redo it again now too. Let me know if I yell at my husband for not doing dishes at any point in time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will, don't worry. <laughs> but um, I think it's a great tool to have and something you can revisit. And it's not like you're going to get everything you ever needed out of it the first time because you're going to go, your starting point each time is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And you're ability to take in the information will be different each time and what you take from it each time is going to be different and I think that's really important so I wouldn't say that it's like I'm going to take this course and it's going to be liberating for the rest of my life but it's more like it's it is those things and then you can come back to it Mm -hmm. because your starting point and who you are has changed and you can grow again That's awesome. And it sounds like you've done that, right? Like in the different seasons and pulled different elements, which is super cool to hear. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Abby. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate you sharing some of those like intimate moments in your journey. Um, Because I know, I guarantee you're not the only person that hasn't gone for a hair appointment or has put off a tattoo or a pair of shoes or right, like any of those Mm -hmm. things. So I just, I know so many are going to benefit from hearing that and you sharing those moments in your journey. Thanks. I'm really happy that I could share and that I could be here today. Cool. Thanks, Abby. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.